Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome to Are You Having a Draft? My name is Bradley James and this is a podcast about a fantasy football league that me and my idiot friends decided to begin several years ago, involving prizes and punishments and general embarrassment, until one day my friend Marcus Hello. decided that we were going to do a podcast about it. We've been away for a little while, but just in time for Christmas, here is our next episode. Let's get on with it. Hello, drafters. We're back. It's been a minute because a few of us have been busy and it's been difficult to get a podcast together, hasn't it, Marcus? It has. The busyness on top of, obviously, the restrictions that keep changing, getting people in the same place at the same time has been almost impossible. But I'm excited that we've managed to Zoom on this Saturday afternoon and do a draft from a special. We're keeping it simple. It's just you and me, buddy. Just like the old days. Old school. Keeping it real. And there's quite a bit to talk about because we dropped all those episodes so is that what we've been doing dropping episodes we dropped it's all what the episodes. kids say yeah yeah and at the start of the season then myself went into a busy place marcus always pretends to be busy and <laughs> melaloo as we discussed only edits when he's winning <laughs> that's what we should have just opened with we should have opened with look sorry we've been away and melaloo only edits when he's winning <laughs> <laughs> we are here to give you a little bit of uh, an update as to what's going on in the draft. Let's start with the big news. People on Instagram, thankfully Instagram has been keeping everybody up to date. People on Instagram will be aware that Andy O'Neill's prediction has come true. Ooh. Andy O'Neill's prediction in the interviews at the start of the season was yeah. that we were not going to finish the season with the same, I can't remember if he said the same number of drafters or the same drafters that we started with. Same squad. Yeah. We have had a handing over of a franchise in the form of the Super Keen Bramacticos on No More. So, Marcus, what do the Houston Oilers, Wimbledon FC and the Seattle Supersonics all have in common? Uh, oh, gosh. Apart from the niche referencing point, um, I'm not in touch. Oh, I think I know. Shall I, have, shall I have a guess? 
Yeah, that's why I asked you the question. Okay, I think they've all changed. I don't know what the wording would be. Ownership or changed hands? You're basically in the ballpark. We are talking sports. The Houston Oilers are now the Tennessee Titans. Wimbledon FC are now MK Dons. And the Seattle Supersonics are, they must be OKC, Thunder. The Super Keen Bromaxicos are now Olympic Network. Now, they've gone from one good name to another good name. I was intrigued by the names that you just talked about, particularly the American ones, but I like the new name Olympic Network. And Bradley, who is the new owner of the franchise? The man taking charge of his old team, Olympic Network, is a man who networks at an Olympic standard. He is phenomenal. You should see him in action. It's partly because he's a lovely bloke. It's also because he retains information with people and is able just to dip into a conversation with someone on a topic that they have an interest in. And he's able just to jump in there and start talking about it. He'll remember what people's interests are. And he's got the energy and this bounce about him. He is a networker of Olympic standard. His name is Chike Okonkwo, and he's back. I feel like he's always been there or thereabouts. I remember last season, he was still in the WhatsApp group, even though he wasn't in the league, because he loves it that much. He even did an episode for us last season. Yeah, it was great to have him. I'm looking forward to having him back in the draft, and I'm going to see if all of this listening to the podcast and being almost like an undercover spy, really, in the WhatsApp group, will actually manage to boost Olympic Network up the league because they're currently sitting in eighth. Interesting to see what he'll do because he's... Oh, eighth, that must be off after last night's games. Yeah, there's, there's been a little shift. I don't want to don't blow my own trumpet or anything, but Wedding Crashes FC have gone up a position. Ooh, and as I look, the races have gone down a position. So I'm glad I looked at the updated table. Anyway, Chike has inherited the bag of spanners as described by Daniel Mutlow that Matthew Brummett drafted for him. I'd be very interested to see what he does. We're going to touch on the subject matter of his options a little bit later, but we welcome Chike back. We welcome everybody back, essentially, because we've been away and we're so pleased to have you with us. That's the big news. To Matthew Brummett, we say farewell, but not goodbye. I feel this may not be the last we see of Matthew Brummett, so don't worry, drafters. We say a big hello to Chike Okonkwo. He's back with us. We're looking forward to seeing what he's going to do with that team. Marcus, should we get the listeners up to date on what's been going on in the league table? Yes, let's. Okay, so down at the bottom of the table, the foot of the draft. Ah, good. I'm glad we're going that way because it means we get to me a lot sooner. (laughs) (laughs) Starting at the foot of the table, we have the Kitchen Crusaders, managed by Medir Llewellyn, with 328 points. Meds has made a big move. I foresee next season being a huge season for meds a a banner year they might say just hovering slightly above uh, the kitchen crusaders is evil fc managed by peter everill with 343 points 15 points he's got on meds there battle of the titans at the bottom battle of the titans of the kitchen you might say two people who know the kitchen that experience in it and I think no surprise with Pete's long-term goals, there's not a huge amount of surprise. I think he's building for the future with the uh, Legacy League in mind. So he and Meds, both two drafters who I think, I don't think you'll be seeing them in those positions next season. 
Agreed. One drafter you might be seeing in this possession next season. <laughs> At unlucky for some, number 13 in the league is Liberators FC, managed by Bradley James, with a 385 points. Sounds worse than it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, so- it sounds just about as bad as it is, I think. Um, I think you're right, because you're still about 40, I think you're still about 42 points above Pete, so you're I'm not in a... a big climb, mate. I'm happy yeah. where I am. I'm due a very big climb here. Good, and um, and after last night's West Ham game, Pipe Dreamers FC, appropriately managed by Neil Dutton, have gone up to 12th with 393 points. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Dutton's had a bit of a struggle this year because he's had a crap draft, and if I finish below Dutton, I'll be disappointed with myself. Okay, I think Dutton's got one of the worst teams in the league. Well, Trent's back. Liverpool, uh, yeah, but Liverpool on Liverpool last season. I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to find positive. I'm looking at his team, trying to find the positives. Sorry, I am. No, no, no. People don't want to hear positives. People <laughs> don't want to hear positives. Negatives that we can oh. relate to, so that we know that Dutz's life is worse than ours. <laughs> in his pool, being delivered sausages uh, every waking moment of the day. Hovering about 30 points above Neil Dutton is uh, in 11th position, is Narrowboat Loch Union, managed by. James Robinson with 423 points. Jammer. He'll be pleased with that. He was rock bottom at the start of the season. Which shows how close it is. I think this season's going to be a close run affair. Yeah, I agree. And when we get to the top, well, I'm trying to be positive with it in the sense of the top 10 because I'm in the top 10. But certainly when we get to the top five, we'll see how really close it is. Just above that, going into the top 10, talking of the top 10, is Malulu's FC, managed by Matthew Melalu, with 453 points. Melalu, who, for my money, drafted the worst first round pick of anybody, yet the rest of his team's coming through. And he's got a strong team overall, even though he managed to screw up his first pick. The rest of his boys are coming through for him. Yeah, he's got a really good squad here. Yeah, I'm just looking at it now. He's got uh, Grealish, Cavani. Got in there first before anybody with Benteke last week, after Benteke scored two goals. Yes, and we've been talking about it on the draft as well, and people were hovering a bit, I think. Everyone trying to poke someone into signing Benteke. Yeah. He's been a bit of a punchline for many a season now, due to his performance in front of goal. Scores two goals, everyone's like, he's going to do it, he's going to do it. While everyone was like, um, and are in... Melalu gets in there, signs him. His first week, first week, he's got him on the bench. Well, it is still Benteke. <laughs> in ninth position, the Tublovian Rude Boys, managed by Daniel Mutlow. The new boy. New boy, Rude Boy, is in ninth position with 464 points. Just the, what's that, 79 points above me. So easy, easy to make my way up to ninth. Well, you say this, and this is because we're getting into this top section now, and we still haven't heard my name. So we're getting into this nine points, and I'd only still get up to ninth. That is depressing. Okay. <laughs> getting into this top, now, we, we, you'll start to see how close the points are. Yeah. And bear in mind that last week, Johnny Wolf got 72 points. That's how quickly things can change in the draft. Yeah, yeah. 
Just above Tablothian Root Boys, as mentioned earlier, we have Olympic Network managed by Chike Okonkwo with 466 points. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does in his first week back in the draft, Bradley. Smack bang in the middle of the table. Interestingly, in that position, you've sort of got a decision to make whether you want to go for it or hang back. Again, we will touch on this interesting subject matter later. And specifically, the one option that you have that can make that decision for you. The suspense is killing me. <laughs> now, who we got just above Chico's top Go half of the table we're going into now, Marcus? Well, what an exciting number seven we have. Lucky for some, looking for Weddy Crashes FC. Lucky for me. I'm seventh, top half of the table with 470 points, feeling positive going into the game week. You had an excellent week last week as well. I had a very good week last week. You had one man who bagged you 18 points by himself. That is your trade acquisition, Wilfred Zaha. I've never been so excited for a Crystal Palace match in all of my life. We keep teasing it, but we're going to touch on that subject matter later on. Who have we got in sixth, Marcus, just above you? Sixth place, the man with all the predictions... Andy O'Neill, manager of Lady Online FC, with 471 points. Only one point above you, mate. Yeah, and I've got, I've got, I'm on his, I'm on his trail, on his tail. That's the word. I'm on his tail this week. Should point out these points that we're reading right now. The Friday night game has just happened. By the time you guys see this, I'll probably be top of the league because I'll have had a, such a good week. But there may be a few positions that have changed, and. That is an example purely of just how close it is in this mid-table. Because if you look at 12 points above Andy O'Neill, who have we got then? 12 points above Andy O'Neill, we've got the reigning champion manager of supermarket sweepers, Nick Morgan, with 483. Holding steady in that classic second album season. I knew you were going to say second album. <laughs> <laughs> He's managing to hold it together. Following um, that, we've had a man who had a big week last week. Huge week, as we mentioned, 72 points for the manager of fairytale erotica, Johnny Wolf, in fourth position with the same amount of points as Nick Morgan on 483. Nick managed to scrape two points last night, so it's managed to, to get him level. Whether they finish game week 12 on the same points, I'm not so sure. But it is close, and it was a big week for Jonathan, who was probably down in, must have been around 10th, 9th or 10th the previous week, scored yeah. the highest game week, shot up into fourth, and is within touching distance of our man in third, the top three, which is looking steady for a few weeks. But Wolf is creeping up on one man in particular. And that man is Yoro Jegbefume, manager of Cerebral Assassins, with 494 points. And that 11-point gap has been aided again by last night's game. Johnny's still got all his players to play. Who knows? He might topple Yare going into next week. It's tight at the top. I'm excited by this battle, though, as well, because Yare, as we know, was nowhere near this last season. We know that he's positive and confident, and he thinks he should be in that top three at all times. But we also know that the rivalry between Yare and Jonathan is it is indeed. I think there's a case to be made as to whether Yare puts his money where his mouth is. And Ooh. yeah, we'll get into that later. So it leaves us with the top two. There's a bit of a gap here. The top two sort of running away with it. 
And I will point out that the top two own the top two players in the, the draft at the moment, mm-hmm. which is Hyungman's son and Harry Kane. Those are the top two point scorers that you could have possibly drafted. That takes us into second position. Change name FC managed by Phil Cairns with 546 points. A man who hasn't experienced that level of success for quite a few years now, actually. He has a wealth of knowledge of what it feels like to be in the catering zone. Didn't enjoy it. Went into draft day. Made some pretty bold moves in the trade market before a player was drafted. And it seems to be paying off for him. Paying dividends. Yeah, he'd be very pleased with that. And now, topping the table, manager of Mental Dandies FC, Daniel Mantle, with a grand total of 577 points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A mere 192 points above me. Easy. Easy. And only 107 above me. There is a gap formed from that top two. Son and Kane have played a big part in that. But they also have other players doing the business. And that is why they are top two. How do you think, Bradley, the busy festive period will affect the top of the league? Rotation comes into this. You look at drafters who have Man City players. Drafters who may have been the victim of rotation. Drafters who might have players who haven't played as much over the Christmas period might see those players play more. Mm. Tottenham, however, are very set in their way at the moment because it's working for them. And it's all on the shoulders of Kane and Son. And those are the two players making the biggest impact, not just in the league but in the are you having a draft draft as well. I suppose if you are Daniel or Phil, you're probably nervous about the schedule because of injuries. You're probably more nervous than if you're Phil because Mantle doesn't, tend to get injuries he's had one or two but he doesn't tend to doesn't tend to get them and i realize that that's me purposely flicking fate in the nose but it is true he does have a very good injury record you're sort of claiming that that the injury thing is some sort of great tactical mastermind stroke we all know it is we all know it is I'm sure he'd be absolutely thrilled to hear that. While we're all looking at the stats of goals and assists, he's there in every physio room in every club in the country getting the lowdown on every player. You've got to put in the work. You've got to put in the legwork and but he's obviously doing it. You want to win the draft, mate. You've got to put in the legwork and that, that is exactly what Mantle's done. So that's the state of play. That's where we're at in the league table. Whilst positions can be quite damning when you read them out like that, I actually feel, as you mentioned before, this is going to be one of the closest seasons we've ever had almost all the way through the table let's see how it goes marcus i'm really looking forward to this christmas period i think there's gonna be a lot of changes i'm really excited one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress uh it's a it's a t-shirt until you tried it on same goes for your health care that's why united healthcare offers a variety of flexible budget-friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more so whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Right, let's go. So Marcus... At the beginning of this year, we embarked upon a legacy league. Not strictly legacy in terms of how some people would describe it, but we like the alliteration of legacy league. That's what we've mm. called it. And the idea is, of course, the decisions that you make this year affect your teams in future seasons. It leaves a legacy, each one of those decisions. You are in charge of not just a team, but a club, a franchise, if you will. And so what has come into effect this year is that there is a lot more on the table in terms of trades, because usually in a season, trades could be very tough because everybody is essentially trading for the same thing, more points. They want more points that year. When a trade came about, it was because two people were guessing that a player that someone else had compared to a player that you had might do better comparatively. And you were hoping that someone else was prepared to say that the player that you had would do better than the player they had. It's very difficult because everyone had very similar opinions on each player and who was going to be better or worse. And the drafting had been done where people gave those opinions on which players they thought were going to be good or bad. And so trading became a little bit stiff. In legacy, you almost have different forms of currency that you can use. And in this case, you're not just talking about players getting points this season. You're talking about the potential for players to get points in future seasons. And you're also talking about draft picks for future seasons. This has changed the game, Marcus. It has. We saw something happen very recently. I think what it is, is people don't, sometimes people don't like change. Yeah. <laughs> who, who's the, whose face immediately popped into your head out of the drafters when you, when you were saying that sentence? You know, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on that. Yeah. Some, <laughs> some people don't like change. And I think sometimes it needs to have a big change happen and somebody takes advantage of that big change for everyone to... First of all, see what it's like, get upset about it, and then actually start using it to their own advantage. Mm. There's been manoeuvres made by drafters, Mm. which perhaps lead to the idea that certain drafters are maybe creating a different opportunity for themselves in a different season. Yeah. Let's take the trade that you and I made as an example. So as you mentioned earlier, I have last week's man of the moment, Wilfred Zahar, who was your top player yeah and still would be if he was in my team still absolutely would be especially after last week and I feel like that he's going to take that confidence into the next few weeks up until and maybe running through Christmas which would be brilliant and for that I gave you three of my draft positions 
uh, draft picks, should I say, next season. You did. We can break that down. Wilfred Zaha is listed as a midfielder, playing as a striker. One of those four-leaf clovers in the game of a player who's been listed in a position that they're not actually playing in and benefiting because of it. And as well as that, I've got Mane, who is essentially one of those as well. Yeah, we've mentioned that Salah and Mane have gone for years basically playing as strikers and they've been listed as midfielders every year. I think because we realised that there's a Liverpool fan giving out the position status of each player, that must be the case. And the bonus points. And bonus points. So when you get those players... They're great to have in your team. Strikers only get four points for goals as opposed to midfielders who get five. And the reason being is that you would say that strikers have more of an opportunity to score goals and so they don't get as many points for them. However, when you have a striker who is listed as a midfielder, he's getting five points for each goal. Now, let's take us to Wilfred Zaha, who Marcus now owns. Marcus has given away some capital for next season in the form of draft picks. But he's done two things. One, he's taken on Wilfred Zaha, who's scoring goals and is one of the highest point scorers in the game at the moment. What he's also done is he's put Wilfred Zaha in his team in his 13th pick. And the value of that is huge because it means Wilfred Zaha will now be in his team for years to come without having to worry about making a decision as to whether to drop him because of play attacks. We won't confuse you at this stage, drafters, but just be aware that You can't hold on to players forever. However, the further down your draft order they are, the longer you can hold on to them. Mm. And thus, why Marcus gave away picks two, three, and four to myself for Wilfred Zaha. There was a hell of a lot of noise. It was a scary new experience for some drafters. The WhatsApp group went berserk. It was Yeah. I, I mean, we can't repeat some of the things that were said, but it was a very enjoyable read a very enjoyable experience to be involved in it was it was someone really lit a fire under the drafters in this particular moment and i think what happened is it made drafters aware of the new possibilities to be taken advantage of also what it made people aware of that some people are definitely in it for legacy and some people are definitely in it for season by season i feel like i've got a really strong team now this season well you've made a statement of intent marcus you you essentially have said look I'm going for it this year. What's happened also is that you have set the cost of trades for other people. Because now every trade that is being discussed by other drafters, every trade I hear about, this trade is being used as a reference. And usually it's people trying to nefariously broker the right deal to get as high a price as they can or get as cheap a price as they can for the player they're trying to bring in. And you you notice that where the narrative suits, they use the cost of Zaha. But you've set the market, Marcus. What you've done, Marcus, and what, what this trade has done, it has shown drafters the lengths they will need to go to to win the draft. And there is fear there because if you win the draft, there is a suggestion that you have to take a dent in the future of your team. And to be perfectly honest, that is how it should be. We as drafters should make sure that whoever wins this title has come through a baptism of fire to get to it. What you have done is you've set a price that now everybody else wanting to make a tilt for this season knows that the cost is going to be at least the standard that was set for Zaha. It also changes a little bit depending on who you are. Q character assassination? (laughs) We mentioned earlier, we've got two drafters who are out and away and in the lead. Whichever one of those, we're talking about Mantle, we're talking about Phil. Yeah. Whichever one of those 
makes a move first is going to have a huge advantage potentially winning the league. And the sooner they do it, the better for them. You're talking about a trade move. I am talking about a trade move. Oh, I feel like you wanted... know something you're not telling me. I just know that both of them are not offering enough to make that move at present. Let's put it this way. Mantle right now could just coast to the title. He wants everything to stay exactly where it is because he can yeah. simply coast to the title. So the ball is in Phil's court. Now yeah. Phil needs to make a big move. Or not a big move, but he needs to make a move. And he has that capability to say to somebody, I will give you some of my draft picks if you give me this player that will make the difference to my team. And in retaliation, Mantle has that option as well. Yeah. And we as drafters shouldn't let Mantle simply just coast to the title because next season, because of him being able to hold on to the majority of his team, he could easily just go and do it again. We should make mm. sure that this remains a challenge. It could come at the cost of the future. I feel like Phil is one of those, he's a bit of a dark horse. He's like a bit of a stealthy drafter in this sense because he really gets the trades. He really gets all of that, I think. Mm. And I was talking to him, funnily enough, last weekend and mentioned it. And I was sort of expressing confusion about something. I can't, I can't remember. What it was. And he was like, no, 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 it's really simple. And then he went, duff, duff, duff. And he just has like, he has a different, he has a very clear way of seeing it all. So I think he's got it in him to do that 100%. Well, Phil is reliant at the moment on Mantle not making a move, which is a pretty safe bet because as I say, Mantle's happy just to cruise at the moment because he is on top. Phil is reliant on Mantle cruising so that he is the first person to make a move. And when I say make a move, I'm talking making a trade for a player who, for example, in your case, you've gone and done that with Zaha. You have made a move. You've done well because you've set the market cost. It's not going to be easy for other people to make a move. If it had come at a cheaper price, all of a sudden anyone could have been making a trade and they wouldn't have had to commit as much. There wouldn't be as much fear involved. But at the moment, there's a huge fear factor of the unknown for drafters. And this is where I'm going to lead us back to a man who proclaims to lack fear when it comes to these types of moves and has decided to take up an expression this season of ruthless aggression. <laughs> who could this be? It's a man who's had his second best player injured through a head injury in we probably won't be seeing him back in the game for a while. Raul Jimenez took a knock to the head. He was Yare's second pick. I don't think we're going to see him on a football pitch for a while. Yare's team, as we've already mentioned, Wolf is hot on his heels. Yare's team has not been strengthened by the loss of his second best player. Yare is someone who, if you were to listen to the way he speaks, you would think, right, he's going to make that move. However, of negotiations that have been attempted... He's actually been one of those drafters who has been fearful of those moves. All it will take is for either Phil or Mantle or Yare to make one of those moves to put them in the driver's seat for this season. So it'll be interesting to see who's bold enough to make it first. Now, the problem they all have is that what they have to offer is significantly less than everybody else in terms of draft picks. If you were to get a draft pick from Meds, let's say you get a second round pick from Meds and he finishes bottom and you got his second round pick, you would get the pick at the start of that second round off of Meds. Let's say you do a deal with Phil, Mantle or Yare and whatever they offer you, they're probably going to, if not win by doing that deal, they might finish in the top three. And so whatever they offer you, is not worth as much as what, say, a Meds would offer you or pretty much anyone else in the league because every round pick they offer you is worth basically 
15 picks less than say meds for example mm. then you put into the equation the desire for getting a second star the price raises again because drafters are aware that no one has won a second star yet and so when it comes to trading with those people or specifically those people who are at the top and are really within reach of, of making that happen the cost goes up again so i don't envy those three in terms of making that move because it's going to take a big move to make it happen. The trade that has then happened after that is I have then traded with Meds, yeah, those three picks, and taken on board Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, a man whose form has been horrendous this season. <laughs> He's not going to stay horrendous, is he? I don't think. I well, that's why I've done the trade because my hope is that that is not the case. Mm -hmm. Arsenal have been appalling so far surely they can't get any worse and of course i've said that out loud they will get worse <laughs> they're gonna they learn to tomorrow and the result listeners will already be aware of as i'm speaking i don't know it but they've probably lost and abamyang's not scored however the hope the reason why for me to do that trade is because i have to hope that abamyang will turn his season around. It can't get any worse, really. Arsenal have been terrible. We go to Meds. Meds is now in the driver's seat for next season because he's taken a big hit on this season and it's going to be a struggle for him to get out of the catering zone. But come to next year, he's got three picks in the second, third and fourth round, as well as his own picks. He could build a really strong team and really make a tilt for next season. But he's taken that hit this season. In the same way, somebody winning this season would have to give up a lot for next season. That is a message to all the drafters out there involved in trade negotiations. The cost goes up when you're talking to someone who looks like they could have a nice little walk to the title because we don't want it to happen twice in a row. No, no, no. Plenty um, to happen with trades. I look forward to it. I've had, I've had some excellent chats. There's certain people who you just can't trade with. I'm not going to blackball them at this stage. However, I've had some very good chats with Mutlow with regards to trades. We haven't come to an agreement yet. There's always like a slight gap in the bridge and we haven't got Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock to drive the bus over that gap just yet. But we will get there. How about you, Marcus? Have you had some trade offers come your way? Well, you know what? It's funny enough, I've written one down because I don't think I've mentioned it yet, but earlier on in the season... Oh, well, earlier than now. And, uh, you know, going back even as few a few game weeks ago as sort of maybe three or four game weeks, people were circling about and chatting about Bamford. Mm. Right. The thing is, but using, you know, because obviously we had the short-lived Pookie watch last season. Yes. Short-lived because it was very much, he, he had this burst of form at the beginning of the season and then dipped. I am so glad that I kept on to Patrick Bamford because he has, <laughs> now I've said it, Obviously, he's going to have a disastrous two thirds of the season to go. But like, I'm really pleased I stuck with my guns on this one because he's showing no signs of slowing down. And if earlier on in the season, if I'd have been dragged into that 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 thought process that some people were using Pookie when they were messaging me and saying, "Oh, you know, this, that, and the other," you might you want might want to offload him and this, that, and the other. Mm. I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I didn't go down that route because. What offers did you have? Oh, let's have a look. Bear with me one second. Whilst I that's where it gets interesting because it's not so much that you would want to completely write off trading him away. It's just that you would trade him away for the right price. And the thing okay. with Pookie is, for me, it was quite obvious where that was going. Whereas with Bamford, I, we don't have another Pookie on our hands with Bamford. I can't find it now. Oh, hello, mate. 
It's definitely for Mandy because it started with, hello, mate. Hello, how are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely for Mandy. He's, he's gone in with a softener. Actually, you know what? I think it was just, I don't think it was even an offer. I think he was like going in there and being like, mate, your team's looking good, but blah, blah. Be careful of Bamford. But we know Andy and it comes across as like advice. But what it is, is it's going, oh, actually, good point, Andy. I'll get rid of Bamford. And then then Andy would go swooping in for Bamford. Thinking, oh, interesting. Oh, I've got an offer for you. Andy's <laughs> there just greasing that pan, yeah. ready to bake some cookies. Yeah. But I mean, so I'm glad I didn't go, oh, yeah, Andy, you know, I, we all know I like Andy. Andy's a great guy. Andy knows that. And Andy knows I trust him. So it's a good job I didn't trust him that time and get rid of Bamford for whoever. <laughs> And then he would have been on the free market. And I, th- I don't think if Bamford, had, if I'd have got rid of Bamford, transferred him, mm. I'd, I don't think he'd have lasted five minutes on the transfer group. I think somebody would have swooped straight in. Oh, without doubt. But the thing is, we're not in those, those days anymore. Specifically, when we were speaking about Pookie last year, we said it was about trading. It was nothing to do with like just getting him out of your team. Nothing to do with that. It was about getting a good price at the time. Pookie scored 50 odd points in about seven or eight, seven games, I think it was. Hmm. He then scored 80 points in his last 31 games. Checking. That was the warning that came with that discussion that we were having. We had a whole Pookie watch about it. The discussion was he's not going to play like this for the rest of the season. Thankfully for Nick, it didn't matter. He still managed to win the league. But imagine how easily he would have walked the league last season. He probably would have yeah. got a record score if he'd have traded out. Say Pookie for a Vardy at the time, who hadn't scored by that point. Vardy was in the same situation that Aubameyang is in at the moment. Mm. He just wasn't turning up. And I'm pretty sure if Nick had turned around to whoever had Vardy, gone, there you go, there's Pookie, give me Vardy. Boom, there you go. So, exciting times. Bamford's not for sale. <laughs> just, just so everyone, every draft is aware, Bamford's not for sale, unless it's for the right price. Which is a big price transfers and trades lock and loaded more to come on that folks it's a new area for us a lot of opportunities have been opened up and you can feel the expansion of drafters minds as the possibilities unfurl in their cognizance just just backed out just before it got higher Tactical back out. More to come on that one in the future, I'm sure. So that is everything for this episode on trades. <laughs> Let's get on to something that we think the listeners might be interested in. It's the Listener League. <laughs> Now, I was quite concerned when you said that this was on the list of things to talk about today. And this sounds like your division is the best place to start, Marcus. (laughs) Because my attention hasn't been as fully on the Listener League as it should have been. And I know I've said this before, but I am sitting in a comfortable third position. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I thought, the way you approached that, I thought you are going to be like, I don't know, mid-table. You know what? I think, this isn't blow my own trumpet, I think I drafted very well Mm. because my attention's not been on it as much as it should have been. So I think I, I'm I'm a bit annoyed because I probably could 
be doing better if I'd have maybe made a few swaps and changes. Do you know what I mean? Sure, sure. But Who's I'm, top of your division, Marcus? The top of my uh, division is the IGG men or the IG men. And that's Ian. He is one nine Oof. and lost only two. He's sitting up there with 27 points. Bit of a powerhouse in your division. Well done, Ian. And then in second place, we've got Cherry Oak Nightmare. Susan. Is that the team name or the person's name? No, that's the, it's Susan, Susan's team, Cherry Oak Nightmare. The eight wins and two losses. What's what your record? Draw. Mine is eight wins and uh, three losses. You're eight and three. Susan's eight, two with the draw and Ian's nine and two. Yeah. It's tight at the top there, mate. Well, I've got to say, well done for holding up your end of the bargain. I've got division, what must be division two here. Jonathan Wolfe representing Ahad in this one. You'll be pleased to know Jonathan Wolfe has just leapt to the top of the table. Has he? It looks to me as though he was in third the previous week and he's gone to first with a victory. And he's overtaken Rebecca, who was top of that division. Asterisk FC. Mm, are there any actual good team names? Mm, there's some more right ones, but we could do better drafters. So that's Johnny. He's holding up his end of the bargain in Division 2. Division 1, Marcus. Go on. It is fierce. There's a couple of intense people in this group. I know that because there's like a chat bit, which I looked at the other day. And I was like, wow, there are people trying to tactically trade with each other every time they face me. Thankfully, that's disabled. Yeah, it's called collusion. There's a reason why you can't do it. And yeah, we've got a few slightly nefarious listeners drafting in the the old division (laughs) one. I guess that's why they're in division one. You know, they didn't get there by being Mr. Nice Guy. Anyway, in third place, we've got Ray. With SC Carpet Munchen. <laughs> no, who's managing that? That's Ray for you. I prefer that name to some of the names. The names are a little bit lacking. <laughs> Team names aren't aren't the best. So we'll give it to you, Ray. Carpet Munchen. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> in second place is Cinny Wilson. And I said Cinny's name last time, and I think she might have even... She possibly tweeted me to say, well done on the pronunciation of my name. But I think I said it about three different ways. So I'm not sure if I've got that right. Anyway, Cinny, I know she's from Denmark and she is in second place. She's got eight wins, three losses. She's on 24 points. After a fierce battle with average last week. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Average, by the way, is performing above averagely. He's in sixth. In first place is yours truly. In what is a tight scrap at the top, I'm 9-2, 27 points. It's close. I, there's a there's a battle ahead if Ahab want to win this title. What I've noticed, Marcus, is I'm in a wire-to-wire situation at the moment. Mm. But the problem with that is that the way the waiver wire works is you're always at the bottom of the waiver wire. So any time I've come to make changes, I go and I say, maybe I'll make a change here. And then when it comes through, I'm always at the bottom end of the list every week for those changes because I'm at the bottom of this waiver wire situation. So there's almost an argument to tactically be crap the first few weeks and then pick up those players who suddenly become slightly more obvious that they're going to do well this season because then you can get on a bit of a roll. But I feel like we're representing well in all three divisions, Marcus. And I got faith in you, mate, that you can climb back from, well, I say climb back, continue to climb from third to top. If I win the league, will I get promoted next season? Uh, We will cross that bridge when we come to it. (laughs) 
<laughs> Put you really on the spot there, didn't I? Yes, you did. Keeping you on your toes. Yes, you did. So yeah. that's a quick update on the Listener League. Well done to everybody competing. I hope you're enjoying it, folks. Those in Division 1 could stop using the waiver wire. I'd be really grateful. Uh, <laughs> but we wish you all the very best of luck for the rest of the season. Here we are again, the most wonderful time of the year. It is Draftmas. Merry Draftmas, Marcus. Merry Draftmas, Bradley. What's that you're putting on your Christmas tree? Well, as you can see, it's slightly sparse of decorations. So far, I only had decorations that I could reach in the garage without having to move any boxes. The tree is now being adorned with our drafters in their mascot forms. All of our drafters wanted to reach out and send their very own messages. Let's take a listen. It's Andy O'Neill here, manager of Lady Online FC. I've got a Christmas message for drafters and our listeners. It's been a turbulent year with too much to mention in the real world. But it's also been quite the year in Draftland. We've had Greenwood Gate, a Legacy League, a Rookie Champion, one of the worst draft performances of all time. I think we could all do with a relax over the Christmas period. Regardless of who wins what week, I wish all the drafters, past and present, especially Daniel Mantle, my favourite drafter. A Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. <laughs> Hello, listeners. It's Jonathan Wolfe here, manager of uh, Fairytale Erotica. Just well done, everyone. Best want to say well done to all my fellow competitors. Well done, everyone. Right, have a great Christmas and just really good drafting. Keep on drafting, guys. Keep on drafting till the moon comes down and the wolf howls at night. Hello Ahad fans, this is Daniel Mantle, manager of Mental Dandies FC, currently top of the league and we want to wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, stay safe. Well it's a bar humbug from the Rude Boys this year, Christmas is cancelled and you know why? The rest of the draft is really pissing me off. Now, there are baubles on every Christmas tree, but seemingly none going round whatsoever in the draft. I know every podcast this year is either sponsored by or has an advert for Manscaped. Well, believe me, that's not going to be in any of the stockings of the draft boys this year because there's nothing there to groom. Everyone's playing it safe. There's no excitement, no risks. Seriously, come on, boys, grow a pair. Give me for Christmas something to be excited about. You lot are doing nothing. Hello, are you having a draft, friends and family? Happy Christmas from the newest old member of the draft, Chike, manager of Olympic Network. I'd like to dedicate this Christmas special to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. This is Yare J. Perfume, a.k.a. the Cerebral Assassin, and I'm wishing you all a very Merry Christmas and a prosperous New Year. Chicky, chicky, yeah, yeah. We wouldn't have been able to do this without you fans. We love you all. Keep it real and the wheels are still. Chicky, chicky, chicky. Nadolly Shawen, in there with Wesh. Are you having a draft? Drafters, Merry Christmas from the supermarket sweepers. 
Not much to say, apart from the fact. I'm going to be coming for you, Mantle. And you too, Phil. Cheerio. Hi there, Wolf here. I got COVID from Red Riding Hood. Happy Christmas, listeners. Ho, 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 motherfuckers. Hello, listeners. Have you been good boys and girls this year? I hope you're enjoying the draft and that Santa brings you all the players you want. Ho, ho, ho. The Rude Boys are strong supporters of anarchy, chaos, excitement. This is what I want for Christmas. Come on, Santa. Ho, 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 a merry draftmas. And I wish for you all a hat-trick from your captain and a very successful year of drafting ahead. Ho, ho, ho! Merry draftsmas, you filthy animals. I'm looking forward to a congested, festive football fixture list and Pipe Dreamers FC climbing up the table where they deserve to be. Well, it's nice to be back, Marcus. It was nice to see your face. Nice to see you too. And hear those dulcet tones, Bradley, of course. We may, we may have to bring some of our drafters back. We kept it simple this week, getting back into the game, finding our edge because we've been away for a hot minute, but we're back. And so we will have some updates. One thing we didn't discuss was the AHAD Cup. And by the time we get to our next episode, the group stages of the AHAD Cup will be complete. It's been exciting. And a lot of drafters have shared some varying emotions over the AHAD Cup. It's probably best to get some guests in because if you were talking to me about it, I wouldn't really have much to say at this point. You would not. You would not. Your cup is over. That is the one giveaway we can hand over at this particular moment in time. Marcus has finished his group stage 0-4. He's not bitter. He's just preparing for next season. Keeping the squad fresh. We've got our eyes on the title this season. Thank yous. Firstly, thank you to Jose Palmer, who has been responsible for the photography this season. Excellent job, Jose. Thank you, sir. We'd also like to say thank you to CJ Pandit for all of our music. CJ! Been a while, Marcus, but you don't lose it. That was a special one. You do not lose it, my friend. Thank you, CJ. We also say thank you to Matthew Melalu for a lot of his graphic work, a lot of the work you're seeing that appears on social media. Matthew Melalu has been working some wonders. Thank you, sir. And while we're there, we also say Thank you to Kate Bellamy for the design at kate.made.this. And as always, last but not least, we'd like to say thank you to our wonderful friends and hosts over at Acast. Thank you, Acast. We appreciate it. So until next time, draft safe. Ho, 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 motherfuckers. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 